The Denver Broncos about to go downtown with John Brown, a new wide receiver addition signed to the practice squad. How might he help transform the Denver Broncos offense? Plus, we go through our Wednesday Broncos practice news and notes from Vic Fangio and Justin Simmons on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here. The Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger, both of us. We cover the Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast. not to mention. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. From an objective point of view, Sarah, my man, it's great to see you here once again. We're midweek of Raiders week, and I tell you what, Broncos fans are fired up, and there's a lot of anxiousness right now amongst the fan base because this is a big matchup. And yes, any game against the Raiders is a must-win. I know that, Broncos country. We talked about it on yesterday's show, but the the reality is setting in. As you get closer to the game, what are the Broncos going to do to kind of rectify some of those issues that they have on offense and defense? Well, we've seen some moves happen, my friend. Yeah, we have finally, finally some moves that we called for on the show a few weeks back. So it's exciting to see the Broncos moving in that direction. Of course, we spent a bunch of time on yesterday's episode talking about one of those players we had called for now been poached by another team, but Hey, that's the nature of the game in the <laughs> NFL. Right. So, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Cody. It's it's interesting. You know, of course, every Raiders game is a must-win game, like you mentioned, but we're talking situationally, right? We're talking about the fact that this is a team, not just the Raiders, but this is a team whose coach just resigned. Obviously, the situation that the Broncos are in right now, having lost two straight games, now you've got a game at home, followed by another game just a few days later on Thursday night football. So it's it's a must-win game for more reasons than just being against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's it's a lot of different situations and things, moving parts going on. So it's going to be fun to see how they respond. I can only imagine, like you said, the intensity of the fans in the comment section has ramped up. I'm sure at the stadium is going to be even more so. So just imagine if the offense goes three and out this Sunday. I mean, you'll be there, Cody, so you'll be able to literally feel it. Yeah, and I'm excited to interact with Broncos fans, too, as well. So if you have a tailgate that you have and you want me to stop by, I'll be happy to stop by, interact, take a couple of drinks of beer with you guys, and uh, maybe eat some food and just celebrate and talk Broncos football with the avid listeners all across Broncos country. But Sarah, look, the Broncos back on the practice field on Wednesday in preparation. And really the change kind of from what we saw last year is that the game happens on Sundays. Players, they come in on Mondays for treatment, and then Tuesdays, they have Tuesdays off, and then Wednesdays, it's back on the practice field. So we've seen the Broncos do that. No Kareem Jackson at practice. As Vic Fangio said, he's dealing with a back issue. I already know my man Mario is working on him. He's going to be good to go. But Vic says, hey, nothing to be concerned about. He will be back. And I think just in any time you have a veteran guy like KJ that misses practice, you get more opportunities for a guy like Caden Stearns, who had to step in on Sunday against the Steelers at that position. I Kind of liked what I saw from Caden Stearns on film. We're going to see more opportunities kind of present itself for him. But, uh, you know, obviously there's that. But one thing, Sarah, I felt like was interesting that Vic had mentioned, he was asked a question in his Wednesday press conference about Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, whether or not someone's going to get the start. Because right now on the depth chart, uh, Darby is behind Kyle Fuller on the depth chart there. But he said that there's no definitive decision yet on whether or not Darby will play. And also, 
who's going to start. I mean, there was a real chance he said, come back and ask me Friday on that. So I plan to do that if I get the opportunity to, Sarah. But I think we've talked about it. I think Broncos fans are agreeing. If Ronald Darby is healthy, let's see him play. And I know a lot of Broncos fans want to see Michael Ojemudi, but he's not ready just yet. It's really interesting, too, that you bring that up, Cody, because it feels like a lot of these Broncos players had been given injury timelines that we're, we're kind of seeing them go well beyond these injury timelines. Of course, now we're into week six of the NFL regular season. We saw Mike Boone go down at the time, what was considered a four to six week injury, I believe. If not, it was, you know, up to six weeks and it's now been over that. You know, of course, OJ Mudia, a similar type of deal. Jerry Judy is approaching his, you know, four to six week timeline or six to eight or whatever the case. It's, it's kind of been all over the map. So it's hard to know when some of these guys are coming back. But I think you're absolutely right in the fact that if Ronald Darby is healthy, I feel like this is an opportunity for the Denver Broncos to give Kyle Fuller a much-needed weekend off. And maybe if not a weekend off, maybe a weekend in relief or playing you know, sort of sparse snaps. I don't think this should be – uh, I don't think sh- this should be a permanent benching, but at the same time, I don't think Kyle Fuller should be playing a starting role right now. He's been the weak link on that defense, and so I feel like you've got an opportunity. And if, it, we'd love to know right now if Ronald Darby was able to play. Felt like he was really trending that way last week. So the fact that he wasn't even active for the game was a bit surprising, in my opinion. And now you're talking about the potential of leaving him out again this week or not who knows it's it's tough to know anything anymore with the timelines that the broncos are giving in terms of these players injuries and the hard part about it too soft tissue injuries are the biggest problem now i think we can all say that we are really surprised when michael ojimudia's diagnosis was what it was because it looked like a potential season ender in seattle so he's close though it's going to be a couple weeks i think before we see him there but you know with soft tissues you always have to be in the right position, right? Because what happens is you make one wrong movement with a hamstring or a groin. I mean, look at Curtis Samuel, for example, who spent pretty much the entire offseason with the Washington football team not doing anything because of his groin. When he's fully healthy, he literally re-aggravated it just like that. So I understand that there's these things that the medical staff has to do in terms of monitoring how much they're in. And obviously, if they re-aggravate it, it sets them back entirely different. So hopefully that's not the case here with any of these guys. But Vic Fangio did say on Wednesday that Mike Boone is actually – He's ready to go. So great news for the Denver Broncos. We'll see if he gets activated off of IR at this point. We'll see if he actually gets added into the rotation here for the Broncos who need to run the ball better. Now, one final thing, Sarah, here that I wanted to make note of. Justin Simmons met with the media on Wednesday. He had a really great point, too. And Broncos country, I think this is where you uh, as fans, myself as a media member, and Sarah, I think we all have to understand one thing at the end of the day. We can watch film, and Sarah and I, we watch a lot of film, and we can maybe say, okay, they're in zone, they're in man here, but there's also other things, other contingencies that we don't always know what a player's assignment is pre-snap or how it may change based on what route a wide receiver runs, you know, because zone defense, man defense, you have all these interchangeable parts, but what happens if a formation changes? How does that change the coverage? We don't know the Broncos' defensive play calls, right? And fans don't either. So Justin Simmons actually had a great point there. He says, look, I love Broncos country. I love the fans. But when it comes to, like, knowing what our responsibilities are as players – they don't know what they're talking about, which is true. And, and I don't know that either. So Justin's like talking about media. He's talking about fans. I think it's fair because we're seeing a lot of people say that the Broncos, this this guy's responsibility, he's getting beat on this. But the reality is we truly don't know at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, let's put that into perspective. It's easy to see certain things, outcomes, but we can only interpret what we see. But we actually don't know unless we're actually getting the play call from Vic Fangio or Ed Donatel, you know, themselves. So Wanted to put that out there. I thought it was a great message that Justin Simmons kind of put out Mm -hmm. there. kind of sobers up the reality 
of football, Sarah, from our perspective as media guys and also just for fans in general. So something to keep an eye on. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to talk about the Broncos newest addition at wide receiver downtown. John Brown, we talk about the addition. We talk about what type of impact he can have, why he's been on the shelf for a little bit until now. And when could we see him play? We're going to get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. It's our good friends over there. RockAuto.com. If you need anything for your vehicle, RockAuto.com. They have everything. I've used them multiple times. I've made about five or six purchases at RockAuto.com. I got a brand new steering wheel cover, a sun shield, and now I just bought a brand new frost blocker because it's getting cold here in Colorado. If you know, we've already had snowstorms happening right now. So you know what? I like to make it to where my windshield isn't frozen in the morning when I go to defrost my car. Well, if I have to get somewhere, I don't have to wait for it to defrost or anything like that. Uh, they sent me a brand new frost blocker there. So I, I'm glad that I got that rockauto.com. They have anything for your car, whether it's engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. And you don't have to spend 20%, 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on parts at any other local auto chain stores when you can go to rockauto.com today where prices are always reliably low, whether you're a professional or do it yourself or not to mention their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to use. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right sir let's talk about the broncos newest edition here at wide receiver this was something i felt like we've talked about the last two weeks where we go back on film and we see the end result we see how teams are playing Corlin sutton tim patrick noah fant being utilized as more as a blocker in the last couple of weeks and then we go through the notions that, hey, they really miss K.J. Hamler. They really miss Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry's going to be back here in the next few weeks. Could be a month. Who knows how long it's going to be. As you mentioned, the timeline right now, it's a little unclear. But we're eyeing that Washington football team game here in just a few weeks. But, Sarah, I wanted to bring up the point now about John Brown. What type of dynamic he'll add in there. But, obviously, they add a guy that's got 4-3 speed. And in the last two seasons, over 105 catches, 1,500 yards, and nine touchdowns instance with the Buffalo Bills. He got to play a lot with Josh Allen and a loaded wide receiver team. But the depth right now for the Broncos, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, you obviously have the mix of guys like David Moore, Deontay Spencer, Kendall Hinton, and now you add in a guy like John Brown. I mean, what does this do for the Broncos? And what type of move? I know you were pounding the table for it. How excited are you about John Brown being signed by the Broncos? Man, when I saw the news come across, I was I was just tickled, man. I was so pumped about it. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that the Broncos are doing this type of thing. It, there's only so many opportunities that you can take with the next man up mentality on the, in terms of in-house guys. And of course you want to see players like Tyree Cleveland, Kendall Hinton, Seth Williams, other guys like that. You want to see them get opportunities at some point in time, but for the time being, the Denver Broncos are still in the playoff hunt. Despite the doom and gloom that has been talked about over the last two weeks. And you and I have touched on it. It kind of feels a little bit different after these last two losses, but man, as of right now, there's no reason the Denver Broncos shouldn't be out there doing everything they possibly can to win games and to get into the postseason. I think if the season ended today, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Cody, but I believe the Broncos would still be the seventh seed in the AFC playoff race. So of course there's plenty of time left for that to change. And that means that there's plenty of time for it to change for the better. So a player like John Brown is going to come in and legitimize your vertical passing game. The Broncos lost KJ Hamler. They lost some legitimate speed in that offense and more so than anything else because KJ Hamler, frankly, wasn't the most proven deep threat in the NFL. 
He's been struggling with injuries himself. Obviously, the Broncos offensively struggled tremendously last year to get really anything going. But frankly, John Brown is a more proven option in that phase than than KJ Hamler, and he's done the he's done the things that we expect KJ Hamler to do for the better part of the last decade. And his efficiency really skyrocketed, Cody, when he got to Buffalo. And and that was sort of surprising to everyone, wasn't it? Because Josh <laughs> Allen wasn't necessarily known for his accuracy, but he jumped up. I looked up this, I looked up this number. He jumped up from his time in Arizona and Baltimore being a 50.2 on average percent uh catch percentage. So meaning when the ball was thrown his direction. 50.2% of the time he caught it to being over 64% once he got to Buffalo. So obviously a big jump for John Brown in terms of catch percentage, in terms of his efficiency as an overall receiver. It's surprising to me that he hadn't been picked up to this point, but obviously he was waiting for the right situation. And now leading up to this game against the Raiders, the team that cut him after the preseason it provides an intriguing storyline, if nothing else. Well, yeah, and, and I wanted to go to your point, too, because I've had a lot of Broncos fans ask me, well, how come he hasn't been signed by anybody? How come he hasn't been on an NFL roster? Well, so when you look at his time with the Buffalo Bills, he spent two seasons with them, and he dealt with a little bit of a calf injury that actually held him out of action against the Broncos last season on the road when Buffalo came to Denver in that game. I remember that game clear as day, sir. Oh, my goodness. Devontae <laughs> yes. Bosby had a rough day against Stephon Diggs. I tell you what, it was a it was a rough day for the Broncos in general, probably the most yardage they've surrendered under Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator head coach uh, out of any game. I think that's the most yards he's actually ever allowed. Actually, he was second. It was second most yards ever allowed by Vic Fangio as a DC. So it was a rough game. That kind of tells you everything there. But they still have the wide receiver depth there to contribute. Now, for John Brown, he was more of a cap casualty for the Buffalo Bills this past offseason. That was really the big decision why Buffalo parted ways. And it also allowed them to go out and get maybe a, a cheaper option there in Emmanuel Sanders based on where he was at. And a guy that was kind of in this window that he wants to win another Super Bowl. And the Bills right now are in a position to kind of have that chance. But for John Brown, he signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. And he was with them in training camp. He was with them in the preseason. And he was buried on that depth chart because they have so much depth. Darren Waller, you have Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro. And then Brian Edwards has emerged as a more consistent threat there for that Raiders offense. So how would have John Brown gotten into the mix a little bit? How would have he gotten acclimated so they decided to release him? And it's not to say that he can't play, but here's the deal. The Broncos right now are better, in my opinion, Sarah, with the addition of John Brown. Now, Vic Fangio said it on his Wednesday press conference. It, it, a lot depends on these next three days of practice, how he does to determine whether or not he'll actually be active or even in the rotation for the Broncos on Sunday against the Raiders. So we could expect to see a little bit more David Moore, who we saw some opportunities against the Steelers last week. But in my opinion, Sarah, if I have to go over an option of promoting John Brown off the practice squad and using him on offense rather than trying to think of a goal line fade to Deontay Spencer in a late game situation, I'm going to take John Brown because he's got experience there. He's reliable. And that's what the Broncos really need right now. It's exactly what they need, Cody. And, and you pointed to a situation where you simply can't have yourself in that situation at any point in the game, especially when we're talking about a third down with goal to go, Deontay Spencer shouldn't be on the field. And all due respect to him, I feel like I I feel like I sit here and harp on Deontay Spencer all the time. He's just not that kind of matchup player that you want out there at that time. John Brown, at the very least, you know, he's made some tough catches. He had a catch last year for the Buffalo Bills that I mean, it was an incredible catch down in the red zone with a, a defender draped all over him. So he's at least proven in the NFL that he can do that. You've got a couple of practice squad call-ups that you can burn without burning a 53-man roster spot 
on John Brown this weekend. You don't necessarily have to say, well, we're bringing him up to the 53-man roster. No, you can for two straight weeks. You could call him up to the 53-man roster, keep him on the practice squad, and utilize him in that way if you so choose. And I think there's a chance the Broncos could do that. Now, to protect him from you know having a huge game and then going off and signing with another team, they probably would just promote yeah. him to the 53-man roster. But I think this, this provides them some really intriguing depth over the course of the year. I think David Moore is a guy that as the as the season progresses, hopefully we see him get more and more involved. Now you add John Brown to the mix. Well, like you said, in a couple weeks, you know, here comes Jerry Judy as well. So all of a sudden your wide receiver depth is arguably better than it was before the injuries happened. And so of course that's no no slight to KJ Hamler, but of course at this time he's not proven. So these two guys yeah. are proven guys. David Moore 13 career touchdowns, John Brown 31 I believe. So it adds some veteran experience to that wide receiver room and overall I think fortifies your depth even better than it was before. I think that's a very fair point you make. And like you said too, it's not it's not a personal shot on KJ Hamler. KJ still has a lot to prove in his career and obviously when he comes back next season, he's got the motivation to do that. And the Broncos have missed that, but adding a veteran guy who has contributed in a guy like uh, Moore and a guy like John Brown, it gives you more value to help out guys like Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Broncos country. Coming up here in just a moment, both Sarah and I are going to get into a deeper part of this conversation as to what can John Brown do for this Broncos offense? How can he make things easier? And how can he maybe propel the Broncos offense to be more efficient? We bring that up coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor today's episode show. It's our good friends over there, betonline.ag in week six of the NFL season is officially here. All teams are back on the gridiron here. Once again, we got Thursday night football coming up as well between the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And BetOnline is the number one source for all things pro football related and for your college action as well. You can head to the website where they have a brand new user interface, which allows you to find more odds, props, and contests to get involved in at betonline.ag. And you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And when you use promo code LOCKDOWN, that's going to get you a 50% deposit bonus when you first register and you first sign up make your first deposit today you're going to get that betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action betonline where the game begins all right, Sarah, jumping into the fourth quarter action. Today's episode of Lockdown Broncos. Just want to shout out Broncos country here. Once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day, your support means the world to both Sarah and myself. We love interacting with all of you in the comment section down below. But we have to talk about this uh, new dynamic that potentially could impact the Broncos offense. Now, look, here's the deal, Sarah. This week, we have talked about the coordinator position. We've talked about the offensive line, the run game. We've talked about pretty much every component on offense that needs to be better. And yes, Teddy Bridgewater absolutely has to be better too I was going back on film and I hate to bring this up against the Steelers the last play of the game fourth down on his interception on the right hand side right he was looking for Cortland Sutton on the left side but on the right hand side Tim Patrick's the outside receiver he kind of runs a slant route it serves as a rub Joe Hayden follows him all the way and the slot defender is not covering Kendall Hinton Kendall Hinton was wide open wide open so when you go back and you watch those things on film I understand you're looking for certain things but man, it's kind of rough to miss out on that. Not to mention, you know, you had TJ Watt coming on that right side too. So I don't know if his window to throw to Kendall Hinton would have been there, but who knows on film, you see what maybe could have been a lot better than real time when you have pressure in your face. But John Brown, we were talking about the addition there, obviously on the practice squad right now, could be called up, could be elevated this week. I know that the Broncos, they've protected Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland for the second consecutive week in terms of their practice squad. 
But let's talk about really how John Brown can transform this offense. Sarah, when I look at him, I look at his true speed, his ability to create separation, right? Which the last two weeks we look at Broncos receivers, they have not been able to separate. And a lot of that is because they're going against a lot of teams that are playing zone, keeping everything in front of them. But now when you play teams that have to respect you, John Brown's presence, his speed, ability to be on the outside, also work from the slot, and even bunch formations. The defense all of a sudden has to play you. They have to respect you based on your formations. Now, this is where Pat Shermer is supposed to come in and say, okay, hey, look, we want to put our team, we want to put our players in the best situation possible, regardless if this team is playing zone, whether they're playing man. How can we exploit some of these soft spots in zone coverage? How can we maybe take advantage of some of these one-on-one matchups if they're in man? This is where it really falls on the coordinator this week. But I tell you what, if the Broncos can utilize a guy like John Brown the right way, they're dynamic on offense. Sarah, it completely opens up from what we haven't seen so far this year. It really does. And I think uh, an example of what you're talking about, Cody, is is kind of what we saw with the Pittsburgh Steelers just this past week and what they did offensively early in the game. They took a few shots downfield to some guys with some vertical abilities, namely Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Taking those vertical shots early to those guys allowed Najee Harris to have his best game of the season for a team that ranked 32nd in rushing attempts, 32nd in rushing yards going into that game against the Denver Broncos. And Harris really sort of dictated the game. The Steelers were able to dictate the line of scrimmage based on the fact that they took those shots early and had success. So what you're alluding to, Cody, is exactly what I think John Brown can do, even if he's not getting the ball. He has the type of vertical speed, 4-3-4 at one point in, in time in 2014 before the draft in the 40-yard dash. To bring that kind of speed into your offense is going to open up things and keep defenses honest against that two-headed running back duo, hopefully three-headed du- uh, trio as we get Mike Boone back healthy. But for the time being, it's it's Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon that have both proven that they can break off some big runs when defenses have to, have to keep honest. And even when they don't, they can break some tackles. But having a guy that has the vertical speed to keep a defense honest, to keep those safeties back, and to keep corners from, from pressing all game long, that's that's going to open up things for the running game. So it does so many more things than just, hey, now we have a, a weapon that can get vertical. Well, we know Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick can do that, even though they're not fast guys. They can get vertical and win downfield. Now you have a guy that can get behind the defense, and it forces them to keep those boxes from you know being nine, eight, eight or nine guys loaded all throughout the game. So hopefully this has a, a compound effect on the entire offensive group you know, not just in terms of vertical passing, but in terms of the running game as well. And that's where it goes back to, right? Because so far this year, we've seen teams stack the box against the Broncos. They essentially want to force them to throw. And then when you're playing teams that have rougher secondaries, I think that the New York Giants secondary was actually pretty good. I think it was pretty solid Mm -hmm. uh, for that matchup for week one. Obviously, a lot's changed since then. They've had some injuries. Uh, But when you look at week two, Jacksonville, yeah, you know, not not as many good guys in the secondary. C.J. Henderson, obviously, but then he left the game and we still saw Cortland Sutton go for over a buck 50 you know week three I think that that secondary and that defense for the Jets is is pretty solid as we've seen mm-hmm. so far their mm-hmm. offense has been the struggle point but when I look at you know teams like Baltimore we knew it coming into those matchups that secondary is pretty good right so that's where we really saw the added uh, disadvantage there for the Broncos offense that hey when you don't have guys like Jerry Judy or KJ Hamlin have the speed or that have the ability to necessarily create that separation that's where
where we see these issues start to trickle in. And look, against the Steelers, too, they had a pretty good secondary. That you know, Regardless, they were missing Cam Sutton, but you had Edmonds, you have Mika Fitzpatrick. You still have guys that can lock up, and especially when you have pressure from T.J. Watt, it makes a world of difference in terms of what you're able to do. So having a guy like John Brown, his speed, it goes back to what you've been saying, Sarah. The Broncos need to get the yak going, and they need to find ways mm-hmm. to do that. There's concepts. There's snag. There's mesh routes. The Broncos ran a lot of mesh in the preseason. So far, we haven't seen too much of that so far in the regular season. So it kind of gets me to wonder – What's going on? Is it a personnel issue? Is it coaching? Is it both? I think that there's equal blame probably on that. But with John Brown, what he can do, what we've seen him do, you can add that yards after the catch threat. You force defenses to respect you. And as you mentioned, having a guy with speed that can burn you, it takes another guy out of the box in terms of being able to do that. So now you can really work on trying to get the run game going, which the Broncos just simply haven't done consistently enough. And when they're running the ball, it's on first and it's on second down, and it's becoming way too predictable. Obviously, that's something we've addressed all week long. But, Sarah, look, I'm excited about John Brown. I, I really wonder how fast it can be until – the Broncos can expedite him into the starting lineup. You have to learn terminology. You have to understand the system. I understand that. But when you have players like that, even just the presence out there alone, I think you have the two speed guys in David Moore and John Brown now. You can bring a little bit of that respect to. Right now, defenses don't fear the Denver Broncos offense. You need to find a way to change that. And it starts mm-hmm. with adding these speed guys. And not to mention, you, you already have the dogs on the outside. And maybe getting old fan involved more this week. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's... That, that's really what it boils down to. But Broncos country, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here on the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Both Sarah and I, we get you covered every single day with every everything you need to know about the Denver Broncos from the latest news. We break things down. We take a look at the film and we try to bring an informed opinion here to the show, to you avid listeners all across Broncos country. We appreciate interacting with you. Tomorrow's episode of the show, we're going to have your boy Q for a crossover edition. Well, he and I are going to preview the big game on Sunday and then Sarah and I will have you covered with the keys to victory on Saturday as well. So you have a lockdown Broncos content coming in the next couple days here on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're just about 90 subscribers away from 5K. We'll do a jersey giveaway. So make sure you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leave your Twitter handle and also show us. Send me a tweet on Twitter at Sarah Benninger, at Cody Work NFL, at Lockdown Broncos. A screenshot of you subscribed and we'll enter you in as well once we announce the contest. But Sarah, my friend, great as always to talk Broncos football with you. I can't wait to do it here once again and obviously a big matchup this week the Broncos Raiders I'll be there can't wait to share and we'll have a couple of the post game report but with that said Broncos country my high salute we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode locked on Broncos